And now, from God's Unchanging Word Studios in New Orleans, we are pleased to bring you news, nuggets, and insights with today's host, Tom Carey. Well, greetings, everyone, and welcome to God's Unchanging Word and another edition for our news, nuggets, and insights. And today is Friday, March 25th, 2022. We are approaching God's spring holy days and the beginning of God's new year. So stay tuned for that coming next week. All righty, let's get right into our program, rising gas prices and EV vehicles. You wonder how many people are buying EV vehicles and what do you do once you get them? How do you fill them up? Well, we'll talk a little bit about that. The coming apocalypse, the fruit of man's own doings. We began with that last week. We're going to go into a little more depth and we're going to carry just a little bit further than we did last week. Then we're going to talk about preparing for the lean. I don't know if you remember this movie. It's 1983. It's called War Games. We're going to talk about that today. We're going to do part one before we go to our mid-break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about part two and how we use that to prepare for the lean. So let's get right into our program. Let's begin with you just can't make this stuff up. Following instructions from the left, make sure we're all on the same page now. Going green with an EV car. How many people's bought EV cars? And what do you do when you're in the snow, the ice, or if you're stuck down in, say, a hurricane area and it has no power? How do you keep the car going? But how about during just a plain old ordinary day, we got a video that's going to show you what it's like here in Louisiana filling up your car. It's only 25 seconds long, so pay close attention. Let's play that video. Okay, so there's the charging ports right there for Tesla. And uh, they're all full, so we have this beautiful line here of Teslas waiting to charge. That is priceless. Oh, it's double double oh, row now. Oh my gosh. Double row. Double row of people waiting to charge. Um, no thanks. I'll keep to my $5 a gallon gas. $5 gas. You got an option there. Each one of those cars takes a minimum of 15 minutes to charge up. With that many cars, you may be out of there if you went there in the morning before the next day, the way things are going. What's interesting, though, if you begin to ask Congress, who's pushing all of this and putting all that money in the green, how many of them actually own an EV car? They won't tell you that. Probably not many. All right, how about this? While all that is going on, Biden, not Putin, is the blame, according to The Hill, because of the gas prices. Well, the gas prices have been going up for over a year now, about 14 months since he took over. And now they want to blame it all on Putin. Well, it's not just Putin. It's right here. This is something that people now are they're trying to help because they've created their own debacle and they don't know how to fix it because they all still want to go green. On Friday, Maryland and Georgia passed legislation that would temporarily suspend gas taxes in their states. Maryland's new law will stop taxes for 30 days and save consumers about 36% or 36 cents per gallon. Georgia is going to pause their gas until May, cutting prices approximately 29%. Well, that's, that's fine, 29 cents, 36 cents, 30 days here, 30. But what about in the overall big scheme of things when it's up a dollar and a half, gets up $2 a gallon more than you were paying a year ago? How does that really help? Well, it really doesn't. It's a Band-Aid on, a, on a, a bleed that's going to bleed our nation to death. 
in the middle of it all, the House Dems, this is true, the House Dems want Biden to declare a national climate emergency and, and ban all drilling on all federal lands. So it's not bad enough now that we're having to cancel everything and buy from a country who actually hates us. We're going to make them rich like Iran or Venezuela or even Russia that's going on right now. And we're going to continue to stop more drilling because we want to go green. The Democrats will also call on Biden to end fossil fuel subsidies. They're doing everything in their power to destroy the fossil fuel industry. Now, I'm good for, I like green. I mean, we can go green, but there's no way to go green and kill your own country while you're doing it. Because the truth is you need to use so much of it because it's not available yet. And if it's not available, what do you do? Well, if you're not producing it yourself, you got to go buy it from someone else. So, I mean, just the simple logic. I mean, try to understand this. I mean, it's so simple. Somebody in kindergarten, even, even our vice president could tell us something this simple. If you don't have enough fuel, you got to go buy it from someone else. That means you're taking money from this nation and giving it to other nations when you can keep it all right here. It doesn't take rocket scientists to sit down and figure this one out. But that's what we're doing. This is from Politico. The request from the Congressional Progressive Caucus comes as many Democratic clean energy priorities have stalled in Congress because now they got a problem. Even those who wanted to go green, they can't go green now because they can't afford to. They're running all their people into a poorhouse. Taxes going up, inflation going up, oil's going up, food's going up. Everything you touch is going up. And they won't fix it because we still have to go green. Now, the problem with this is we're the only nation who's really going green. And we're still using the same amount of fossil fuels we did before we decided to go green. So who's it helping? Is it helping the planet? Absolutely not. Representative Jared Huffman, a Democrat from California, he's a caucus member, told Politico that calling on Biden to declare a climate emergency would be one of the centerpiece actions in the headline to their executive order plan. Unbelievable. In the middle of it all, we're going to make this our centerpiece, destroying our nation. God said he'd give them reprobate minds if you watched the program last week. Well, now we have got them. And how's it working for America? In the meantime, Saudi Arabia is considering accepting the yen instead of the dollars for the Chinese oil sales. It has reached the point that other countries no longer trust the United States for their protection or what they need to even buy from them. So now they're buying from China and the standard, the oil standard has always been the dollar and that's helped the United States immensely over the decades. If we lose the dollar standard with the debt we have today and the GDP, it's all over for America. And you will begin a slide that it will never recover from. We have now pushed China into the Arabs' hands. Why? Because we can't supply them what they need for the protection of their nation and the food supplies. So now they're going to some other country like China to get what we cannot give them. Talks between Riyadh and Beijing have accelerated as the Saudis' unhappiness grows with Washington. Saudi Arabia is in active talks with Beijing to price some of its oil sales now to China in the yen, a move that would dent the U.S. dollar's dominance of the global petroleum market 
and mark another shift by the world's top crude export, exporters to, in Asia. So that's what we're looking at. And we're going to continue to push this debacle on the rest of the world. And they're not going down with this. They're separating as we go. On the World Watch scene, we brought this out last week. Now, what I want to do today is I want to slow the program down. In the last two weeks, we pushed very hard. Two weeks ago was what I call a shock and awe, trying to get everyone's attention to wake up and be prepared for the difficulties that's coming on this nation. Now, it's, it's coming in the fall. It's coming this summer. Things are going to continue to rise. The farmers are telling us they can't get the supplies they need to plant. They can't get the fertilizers they need for a bumper crop. And everything they can get is up twofold, threefold, fourfold than what it was before. In the meantime, Russia is holding off its, its minerals that the farmers need to grow their products. China is held back on its fertilizers that they need. And when they do sell it, it's three times the price of what it was. That is going to result in coming out of your pocket when you buy your food and supplies. Now, we're trying to get everybody's attention so you can at least stock up on some things before it happens. Quite often, people don't do anything till it's too late. So two weeks ago, I began to shock and awe, wake people up and say, now's the time to get ready. So now, what we're doing now, we're beginning to show the balance on how do you go about doing that. And I've got here, uh, and today, we'll begin to carry on with the future of what's coming down the road according to God's plan. So now... We ask the question, is this the fruits of man's own creations, the coming apocalypse? The reason I ask that question is because, you see, the China, <laughs> the Wuhan virus, can't call it the China virus anymore. The Wuhan virus was actually, and they have all admitted now, they just won't tell you exactly where it came from, though they know. They can't tell China that because it might offend them, and it's going to hurt us if we say that. This virus has been man-made. It took what existed and it created in such a way, got out of that lab, and it spread all over this, this planet. That is what's going on right now, right before our very eyes. This is just the beginning, and I'm going to show you this on a little chart today according to what God says. Now let's take a few moments as we back up just a little bit, and let's take a look at the Ukraine area, the war that's going on there, the perfect storm scenario that's lining up with the nuclear power plants, with the bio labs, and the populations. All right, when you look at the populations in that region, as you move further and further to the east, it brings in what we look at in the seals when God talks about a third of mankind or a quarter of mankind. All of these events all line up over there as the perfect scenario for the perfect storm. All of this is laid out for God to warn us, to get us prepared of eventually what's coming down the road. Let's take a look at that today. All right, let's move on now. The Ukraine in the perfect storm scenario. Of course, you see you have all these nuclear plants across the country. During the same time, Europe now is suffering from its worst energy crisis since the 1970s. War now has brought the world to the brink of a food crisis. In addition to all of that, you have all these plants lined up all over the country that are in the middle of a war zone. In fact, just a couple weeks ago, they come very close to actually hitting one of the plants and unleashing 
all of the chemicals that, the, the, that are in there, the nuclear contamination, to just wipe everything out. Well, all we need to do is go back to Chernobyl, see what happened to that city, which is, by the way, in this country, and you go back to the World War II and when the nuclear bomb when we went to Japan. Then you have, at the same time, all the bio labs in the Ukraine and the fears that this war now is going to unleash them or that Russia is going to be able to take over these labs. All of this lines up into a perfect scenario type of a storm. So that's what we're looking at today. Now let's begin to track it. I'm going to bring this map up back and forth, and we're going to go through this map, through scriptures, and in a timeline of God's seals to bring all this out. This little country in the middle of all that is the Ukraine. So now, keep that in mind as we go through this. God says at the end time there will be the seven seals or the seals of Revelation. So what I'm going to do now is I'm bringing these up and I broke, broke them down into the way the scriptures tell us about. You have the first four seals. Then you have a fifth seal, which talks about a persecution of God's elect. Then the sixth and the seventh seal. So now if we take that fifth seal, that gives us an idea of the identity of the time frame that we would be in. We know we're not there yet because this is what happens during that period of time. It begins a three-and-a-half-year tribulation, which leads us into the return of Jesus Christ. So that fifth seal, when you go into the book of Revelation, right here, that shows us that's a persecution of God's elect. We are not there yet. We still have total freedom, to some degree now, depending on what you're saying with the media, to be able to, be able to preach God's word freely without fear of attack or persecution or imprisonment. We're beginning to see a lot of that changing, as you notice with the truckers in Canada. They just shut everybody down. If you support them, they took your money in your bank accounts, they shut you down. Many of the conservative right, which are the Christian wing organizations, are also beginning to be shut down. But for God's elect in the church right here in that field seal, we still have the protection to preach God's word just like I'm doing here. So now, so where are we? Let's put that back now and let's begin to take a look at this area right here to kind of give us an idea of our time frame of what we're looking at. Here it says in Deuteronomy 28, 21, it says, The Lord shall make a pestilence cleave unto you until he had consumed you from off the land. So now, when we look at this, all right, so taking a look at where we're at, when you compare this to the, to the virus, the coronavirus that's going around, COVID-19, which began in 2020, actually began in 2019 and moved to the rest of the world in 2020, that now has covered over the entire planet. They have admitted, all the scientists, all the, the, the chemists, everyone's out there saying, look, this is not going to go away. It's going to continue to morph into different strains. We're beginning to see it right now as we're beginning to see another new strain beginning to move across the planet, which is a subvariant from the last strain and is moving 80 times faster, they said. However, it is not as deadly. So it seems to be losing its potency, but it's not going away. Now they're talking about vaccines, updates, it'll be like a flu, a flu virus that you have to go back and get a shot every single year. Except for this, you have to do it twice, three, maybe four times a year. So that's what they're saying now. All right, so 
it appears if we follow scriptures and we don't put interpretations into it, we have reached this stage. The first four seals talks about false Christ, famines, pestilence, and, and wars and wars, and eventually death. We have always had those since Christ. But now we've reached into an upgrade, so to speak, or an increased volume of all of this. The war in Ukraine has now taken everything to a new level that we have not seen since World War II. For the first time since World War II, we're hearing talks of nuclear. We're hearing talks of World War III breaking out. All of these things are expanding. We're talking about increased famine and pestilence that's coming as the direct result of this war. So we are in the stage that appears that we have now moved from, we've always had this, to a final stage of it. Is it a final stage? Well, we don't know yet. That's why we're continuing to watch. Will it settle down? Will it just continue to go away and we'll move back to life as normal? It doesn't appear so this time. This time it looks like it's the real deal. And that means that we have time of what's going on here. So what are we looking at now? Let's take this here. And we're moving us into this fourth seal. We know we're not to the fourth seal yet. So how do we know this? In the fourth seal, it says in Revelation chapter 6, the fourth seal was given power over the fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword, hunger, death, and the beast. All right, so now when you look at the fourth seal right here, before the persecution comes, it, en it encompasses a fourth of the planet. Well, right now we know we're not in the fourth of a planet. But the scenarios are pointing to we could be in the next year or two. See what I'm talking about? These are not just things you're pulling off your head, but when you go into the world hunger banks, all the, the research that's been going on globally, what's going on around the world, they're telling us we're moving into an unprecedented time. That's why two weeks ago I tried to do the shock and awe to get everybody's attention. Because God says he's going to tell us in advance when these things begin to come. But here's the point I want to make through all of this today. Not to panic everybody. Is they actually got some good news coming, believe it or not. All of these are the beginning of sorrows. All right, so now let's go back to that chart, Jeff. Put it, let's keep that chart up there for just a second. If you look at where that, that little seal is, way, way, way back to the left side of that, if we're in the area of where that little star is, we got a long way to go before we get to the return of Jesus Christ. Okay, now let me show you what has to happen. Sorry, so now we brought it back down again. So now we begin to go through. After the seven seals, the Bible tells us about seven trumps. And in the seven trumps, you have, I'm bringing them up, seven trumpets. These are the shofars that's coming out. Then in the seventh trump, in the seventh trump, there's the seven last plagues. So when Jesus said, all right, you with me? Watch this. When he said, these are the beginning of sorrows, all of this still has to come. Pretty awesome when you think about it. Because we know we're not here, the fourth seal, because the fourth of the planet hasn't been inundated. So that means we're before this. That means we're in the first three. And we have all of this to go. That's frightening. 
But I'm going to show you something when we get into this area, how God's just like with the children of Israel in Egypt, God separates this and he puts protection over his people. So now let's go on. In those seven last plagues, each one of them is given an event and a time, basically, of when all these things has to come about. All right, so that's all ahead. That's down the road. And how long does that take to play out? God doesn't tell us. This could, this could believe me or not, this could stretch out for many, 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 many years. Or if the prophecy seems to line up, it could all take place in the next 10 years. The point is, we don't really know. But we know what's coming, so let's prepare for it. If you're in the middle of a hurricane coming, you know, if it's, if it's really, really bad that you're going to stay there, you're going to hunker down, you're going to store. You're going to get yourself prepared. What would we do less with this? Now, let's go through. The first seal leads to this. This is the fourth seal that I was telling you about. He opened the fourth seal. He looked. There was a pale horse. Death and hell followed. Power was given over the fourth part of the earth. Oops, that went up too quick. Power was given over the fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword, with hunger, with death, and with the beast of the earth. Now, let's take a look at that, what that could possibly look like in our perfect storm scenario. There we are in Ukraine again, so there's our map. If I took approximately a fourth of the planet, you'd have a fourth of mankind, you know, just, you know, I didn't map it all out identical to know exactly. So plus or minus, you're in this, in this particular area that all these things begin to play out. You've got approximately a fourth of the planet and a fourth of the people. That could be a scenario for the four storms. So now, if we move on now, how about this? When we get into the seven trumps, the third angel of the seventh trump, and when you read the Bible by itself, it gets very confusing. So I just simply mapped out what the Bible said, and I laid it out in its order. But now, when we get to this stage, right? And in this stage, it's the seventh seal here, the seven trumps, we're in the third trump of the seventh seal. This is what the Bible says. It gives us a different scenario. All right. The same location I'm using this for is the Ukraine to give you an example with a different scenario. The seventh seal, the third trump is found in Revelation 8, 11 and 12. So let's take a look at that scripture. It says the third angel sounded and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp. Now, this could be a meteor. It could be a storm. Believe it or not, this could be a rocket, a nuclear-powered rocket falling down. And it looks like a star coming into Earth because it goes up and comes down. So it fell burning, as it were, a lamp. It fell upon a third part of the rivers and a third part of the mountains and waters. And the name of the star is called Wormwood. And the third part of the waters became wormwood, and the men died of the waters because they were made bitter. So now, let's take again the map. Now we're going to move it to cover a third of the planet and a third of mankind. When you look at it, this area right here covers approximately four billion people. All you need is for a third of mankind, approximately two billion, a little over two and a half billion people, and it would fit that scenario. We have them right here. So how would that play out? So if we played it out and we looked at what's going on, God says when it tells us about Jerusalem, beware that your flight be not in winter. 
So here's a winter scenario, what we're looking at, how cold fronts work. So I'm put one over here on, on the far, far west by the United States. So when we move into winter, this is the general way the fronts move for the cold. We all know that. Well, it does the same thing over here in Europe and in Russia and in uh, Asia. And so if you bring the star down and it's in the middle of winter, what happens? Everything moves to the east as far as the winds, just like it does here in America. So if you have a nuclear weapon goes off, if we hit one of these power plants or several power plants and the wind comes, it blows all that chemical to the east. Well, what happens if it hits a bio plant? All right, we could cover that in just a couple of minutes. So here's what we're looking at there, which could cover a third of mankind. Now, this is the other problem with this perfect storm. These are the nuclear sites, and they're spread all across there. And here up top is called Chernobyl. If you remember the scripture, it talked about wormwood. Well, the English translation for, worm, for Chernobyl is wormwood, believe it or not. So it's interesting that God talks about wormwood turning everything into bitter. Well, in that area, these, all these plants, they're very bitter, and they, that's why they nicknamed it Chernobyl, meaning bitter or bitter waters. So that's the area you're looking at over in uh, the Ukraine. Wormwood is the bitter plant that grows wild over there. And Jeremiah 19 says, Therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will feed them, even this people, with wormwood and give them gall to drink. Well, that's what they talked about, that star hitting, coming to the earth, hitting and polluting the waters and turning a third of the waters into bitterness or wormwood. Now we're back to our, our, our trumps and our seals. Now this, when we're going to move a little bit further now from that third horn of the seventh seal, it, we're going to move into the fifth. All right, so now the fifth was going to be right here. This is where the Bible gets very confusing if you're not a Bible scholar and put a lot of time into it. The seventh seal, the fifth angel, is also called the first woe. See, it just keeps adding to, the, to what's going on here. And that's because God tells us that if the nations don't repent, he brings on seven times more problems, seven times more plagues, seven times more problems. And so now when we move to this, you have the first woe, you have the next angel, second woe, and then you have the third woe. And in the third woe, you have the third woe, you have, of course, the seven last plagues. All right. So that's an incredible. Remember where we are, the beginning of sorrows. See what that's see what God is telling us. So I hope this is giving you a better picture of what you're looking at. That's why you say. Isn't it better to prepare now? Isn't it better to trust God now? Because here's the point. Whether you believe and trust God or not, this is coming. Wouldn't it be better to trust God if he's calling you to his truth? Whose hands do you want to fall in? All right, let's go on. There's the first woe. All right, so I'm bringing that trumpet up. Now let's see what God says about that. All right, so now this is a different scenario. I'm bringing you back another possibility in the same area with the Ukraine, the perfect storm area. Now we've moved a little bit further along in time. This is the seventh seal and the fifth angel, which is also the first wall. We find that in Revelation chapter 9. 
Let's go there. The fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven into the earth and was given him the key to a bottomless pit. What was the last one? The, the, the other one was fell. It was called Wormwood. Now we're talking about something a little different. Now we're going into what's called the bottomless pit. It's interesting, the bottomless pit. That's kind of like where Satan's going to be put for a thousand years. He's going to be taken away from mankind. But now this angel fall comes from heaven and he's given a key to the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit and there, there rose a smoke out of the pit is the smoke of a great furnace and the sun, and the air was darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. So what's in the ground that possibly man could have made to do all this? You have nuclear waste that we bury in the ground. We have nuclear missiles that are in the ground silos all over the world. And you have also now biochemicals that are also being buried in the ground. So in our perfect scenario, we have somebody shooting missiles out, a rocket, a nuclear rocket, hits some of these areas, opens up the bottom, and everything comes out. You'd have smoke, you'd have chemicals, you'd have waste. And a lot of these things begin to affect mankind. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and upon them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. You go look up the problems of a scorpion, you begin to see the, the, the blisters, the wounds, the fevers, the sickness. The scenario here shows us, though, that there's a deliberate action to remove something from the ground and to spread it upon the whole earth. Our other two scenarios took a quarter of the planet or a third of the planet. Now, this one has moved further along in time, greater intensity. Now we're talking about the whole planet. Missiles, planes, helicopters, biochemicals, well, or some other that we don't even know about right now. Going on with Revelation. It could be the chemical, biological, or nuclear warfare that does all of this. It was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass, the earth, neither any green thing and neither any tree, but only those men who have not the seal of God in their foreheads. Can you imagine that? Think about what I just read you there. Is that when all of this happens, that God has put protection around his people, just like he did with the children of Israel in Egypt. He's, he put a separation. I'm going to show you that in just a second. It was given to them that they should not kill them, that they, but they should torment them for five months. And their torment was as if it was the torment of a scorpion when he strikes a man. And in those days, men shall seek death and shall not find it. They shall desire to die and death shall flee from them. So here's the area I was talking about just a second ago. Look at the book of Exodus. I will put a division between my people and your people, and tomorrow this shall be a sign. And the Lord did so, and there came a grievous swarm of flies into the house of Pharaoh, into his servant's house, into all the land of Egypt, and the land was corrupted by the swarm of the flies. But the children of Israel never bothered them. The other problem we've got when we look at all of these scenarios, they are the progressive deterioration of mankind by its own resources. In other words, this is not something that God is just creating. This is what God is unleashing. In other words, right now, all of this would be happening right now because, see, Satan wants to destroy this planet. The only reason it's not happening right now is because God has not unleashed it, or in other words, opened it up and turned it over to Satan. That's what the difference is right now. 
is that God says when he holds back no more, he's going to turn it loose and then Satan's going to have his way with mankind. So what, whatever this is, it appears to be, we're talking about being un, unleashed from the ground. It appears to be delivered, according to the scriptures, via some form of a military weaponry or aircraft. And the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses prepared to battle. And on their heads, as it were, were crowns of gold, faces of men, and they had hair as the hair of women, and their teeth were the teeth of lions, and they had breastplates as the breastplates of iron, and their sound with the wings were the sound of chariots and many horses running to battle. And if you ever watched a Vietnam movie and you hear all of these helicopters coming in, it has a lot of that scenario. In fact, they would paint teeth on the front of these helicopters. And they had stingers that would come out their tails and come out the, out the front. And they looked like scorpions, when you think about it. And they had the tails like scorpions in, the, in their stings and in their tails and their powers to hurt men for five months. So when it comes out, it sounds almost like they'd be using weaponry to send some kind of biochemicals to be able to send over mankind. And don't think it can't happen now because people are worried about Russia now using biochemicals on the people in Ukraine. Whether he will or not, we don't know, but he's using weaponry nobody thought he would use right now anyway. It also has someone to direct them to the destruction. So they had a king over them, which, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, in whose name the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue his name is Apollyon, which means, <coughs> excuse me, destruction. Now this is just a picture, believe it or not, of a helicopter. And it looks like it kind of fits into all those scenarios, doesn't it? So all of these things that are coming, it all appears that they could be simply man-made, that God takes his hands off, turns it over to Satan, unopened, unlocks the key to the bottomless pit, turns everything loose, and they begin to go out and destroy mankind. Now, let's go back to this scenario. Sorry, we showed you two other scenarios. Now, this is the third. When it reaches this point, this is what it's talking about now. That encompasses the whole planet. Except, remember what we read, except God's people, because see, he's put protection around them. That's encouraging to know when all this takes place. So there's our first scenario, a quarter of the planet. There's our second scenario, a third of the planet, all right, where you have approximately four billion people, where two and a half billion could die. And the third scenario is the entire planet, lest God's elect. So do we have a perfect storm? Well, we have a perfect storm coming. Will it be Ukraine? I don't know. I think if I had to put an opinion piece out here, my opinion would be that this is laid out there for one reason right now. Not that this will be the case, but it is to take a look to show us what we in our minds could not have imagined had it not been there. Remember what God told Joshua when he was moving to the promised land. He said, you've never been this way before, so pay attention, follow me, because I will lead you because you've never been this way. This is some of the scenarios that I believe God is showing us to protect his people because we have never been this way before. All right. Now, all of this reminded me of a movie, okay? A movie that was coming. It's called War Games. I'm going to get into that in just a couple of minutes. You're going to like the little segments we're doing here. I've actually got two pieces of that movie. I've broken down a 22-minute segment, and I brought it into two segments, which is less than 10 minutes total. 
In the middle of it all, now we're talking about President Zelensky warning of a third world war if peace talks fail with Russia. So he's trying to bring, he is deliberately trying to bring in the rest of the world into this for a World War III scenario because he cannot win this on his own. He needs the help of the rest of the world. Putin, in the meantime, is likely to make nuclear threats if the war drags in the U.S. So on the one side, we have this side saying we're going into, a into World War III. On this side saying you bring the United States in, we're going nuclear. So we've never had this since World War II, the conditions that we're talking about today. The in the Defense Intelligence Agency, the chief offers a grim assessment said Russia may rely on its nuclear deterrent to signal his strength. So what they're doing now is they're using the nuclear possibilities to scare the rest of the world and stay out of this conflict till we're finished. That's what's going on. So now, you ready? I'm going to bring something in. I've never done it like this before. I hope you'll enjoy this. I, I watched this movie, it was in 1983, so as I went through, there's some things probably are not real, really appropriate. There's some language, but I took all of that out. Um, so I can't recommend you watch it, but the scenarios bring warning, something we ought to pay attention to. Let's play part one. It's about three and a half minutes long. Wow. We got something. Shall we play a game? Oh. <laughs> I think I missed them. Yeah, weird, isn't it? Yeah. Love to. How about global thermonuclear war? Wouldn't you prefer a good game of chess? <laughs> Later, let's play global thermonuclear war. primary targets. Who should we nuke first? Um, oh, let's see. How about Las Vegas? Las Vegas, great. What next? Seattle! Yeah! <laughs> I have seven. Correction, eight. That's eight redbirds, two degrees past apogee. <laughs> Defcon 3, get on the sack, tell them to flush the bombers, sir. Sack, this is Crystal Palace. Sink Norad has declared Defcon 3. Scramble all alert aircraft. I repeat, scramble all alert aircraft. Inbounds presently merving. We now have approximately 24 possible targets in track. Sir, no time to impact. Eight minutes. Sir, Sack is launching the bombers. General Powers is on the line. Barringer. No, no, radar picked him up already out of the atmosphere. That's the first we heard of. 
Get the ICBMs in the bullpen warmed up and ready to fly. Get me the president on the horn. Yes, sir. Mr. President, this is Barringer at Norad. Oh, attack! Mm. <laughs> I wonder if I should use my subs. Yeah, sure, give them the works. David! Excuse me. Excuse me. David! How many times have I told you to fasten these lids on tight? Would you look at this mess? I'll be down in a few minutes, all right, Dad? Now! Yes, sir. Mr. President, Station 7, what house, Dad? I don't know exactly what it is, sir. I'll get back. So, pretty funny. What he literally did, he's, he found some old technology and he actually hacked into NORAD. He thinks he's playing a game. Everybody's on alert because they're seeing it as real. Pretty funny stuff, huh? We're in the middle of that time right now where they're talking about hacking into people's the government, the military. They're taking over military bases in, in, in the Ukraine right now. What happens when somebody actually finds a way to send some of these rockets off through some form of a hacking, which is in the possibility? We have seen it happen here in America last year with our oil, our pipelines. We've seen it happen around the world. All right. Now, we're going to take a break. We're going to leave it right now because he's not finished yet. Because you see, this computer... This computer was learning how to think for itself. You ever notice your phones today? You type something in one or two times. When you type it in again, it starts prompting already what you're about to ask for. Have you ever seen that? My phone does. I can type in something now. I can type in one letter and it'll start putting up a sentence or it'll pull up an entire paragraph of what I've been typing before. It'll ask me again, do you want that? It's amazing because these computers now, they're making them think. So we're going to come back and we're going to do this. When we come back, we're going to do part two of the war games after our break. So now let's take a break. We're going to watch this little short video here. I believe it's called The Seed. Let's take a look at The Seed, just about a minute and a half long, and we'll be right back for part two of the war games. Thank you. 
All right, welcome back, everybody. Great little video, very appropriate, too. Building faith with what's going on and what's coming. You're going to need faith to be able to get through this. All right, let's get into part two now of preparing for the lean years, the war games. All right, this is actually part two. I've got part one here for some reason. But this is actually going to be part two. It's about six minutes long. So let me give you the setup. They're, they're finished with it, but now, now we go to the end of the movie, and the computer now is beginning to think for itself, and it has instituted more problems playing these war games again. You ready? Let's play part two. General, what you see on these screens up here is a fantasy, a computer-enhanced hallucination. Those blips are not real missiles, they're phantoms. General, are you prepared to destroy the enemy? You betcha. Do you think they know that? I believe we've made that clear enough. One minute and 30 seconds to impact. General, you are listening to a machine. Do the world a favor and don't act like one. One minute and 20 seconds to impact. Men, we're currently tracking approximately 2,400 inbound Soviet warheads. But at the moment, we cannot confirm this. I repeat, we cannot confirm this. 30 seconds to impact. We're right there with you guys. We've taken all the steps we can. Stand by to launch missiles, at my command. Sure. Stay on this channel as long as you can. We'll be standing by. 20 seconds to impact. Ten. Everything. It's like the entire password file has been wiped out. What are those? Those are launch codes. What are they for? Joshua's trying to find the right code so he can launch the missiles himself. Hey, General, the machine has locked us out. It's sending random numbers to the silos. It's codes to launch the missiles. If I'm ordering our bombers back to fail safe, we might have to go through this thing after all. Well, what are we going to do? Do you? Games! Try it. Chess. Three numbers locked in. Poker. Tick, tack, toe. Put X in the center square. No. Mm. 
up. There's no way you can win that game. I know that. It doesn't. It hasn't learned. Is there any way to make it play itself? to play. Why did I go through that long, well, I enjoyed, enjoyed the, the video, but why would I go through all of that? Because we're talking about war scenarios. And what we understand and the whole world knows, all the world leaders know, there are no winners if we go into a nuclear war. And yet they're moving us into that scenario anyway. Anyway. The good news is Jesus Christ says he's going to come back to this planet because of the elect. And he says, if not for the elect's sake, no flesh would be saved. So what did I show you today? We've got Ukraine. And in the Ukraine, we're looking at a possible end time scenario laying out from a quarter of the planet, a third of the planet, the entire planet, and the possibility of going into a nuclear war that has no victor into it. So now... What are we looking at? Ezekiel tells us this. The sword is without, the pestilence, the famine within, that he in the field 
shall die with the sword, and he that is in the city with famine and with pestilence that shall devour him. So it's talking about outside your houses are going to be famine, they're going to be pestilence. And you can flee to the city, but when the people get hungry, they're coming out to the country, and they're going to wind up trying to kill people to get food to save lives. They also shall gird themselves with sackcloth, and horror shall cover them, and shame shall be upon their faces, and baldness upon their heads. They shall cast their silver into the streets, and their gold shall be removed, and their silver and their gold shall not be able to deliver them in the day of the wrath of the Lord. What am I telling you here? I have tried for years and years and years to look at the scenarios of what God has given to us, and just like the nuclear, that no matter how much I prepare and save, that every scenario, if I was just like that computer you just saw, trying all the different scenarios, Everyone I come to, unless I have God protecting me, I cannot win. That's the bottom line. I can save my silver and I can buy gold. At some point, they throw it in the street because that's not going to do them any good. The scenarios of people coming out and trying to take what you have, there's not a winning scenario other than God putting his hand of protection on you. Verse 13 of Ephesians 6, Therefore take upon you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. So what God's telling us, you do all you can do to be prepared, and then you sit back and you rest upon the armor of God to protect you. God expects us to do all we can do, and he will do what we can't. All right, let's wrap it up now from the home office. Just a couple things here. In the mail last week, DVDs, the Racing to the Mark of the Beast that I did just a couple months back. And we sent out March 11th News Nuggets and Insights, being proactive in the lean years. So I tell you in advance, <laughs> if you haven't seen this one, that's the shock and awe. So now you've got a couple of sessions after that to show you where we're going after that. We also, two weeks ago, we put in wars and rumors of war, and we're offering this month's offering of Jeremiah Part 1 of a three-part series we just did. All righty, that's it for our program. As we do every week, we want to close with, an, with a video, an upbeat video. This time is called Seek Justice. Take a look, and I'll be right back to close our program.
righty, welcome back. All right, that's it for our program today. Remember now, a lot to consider, a lot going on. But never forget that you're in God's care and his protection. And he promises that no harm will come nigh thy dwelling. So let's draw close to him. Let's keep our noses in the Bible, stay on our knees in prayer, and know that God will protect us no matter what this world goes through. All righty, that's it. And don't forget, as we tell you each and every week, share this with everyone you know. They're going to love you for it or not. Till next week, God be with you.